Hey guys, welcome back to Missing Out Mondays, where we tell you what we're into. Start your week off right. I'm Tori J. I'm Lex Michael. Yo, Lex, Michael, what are you into this week? So, uh, as you may know, I'm a big physical media guy. Yes. Uh, when the EMP hits our country and we have no internet and it's a lawless wasteland out there, I'll be at home with, uh, well, I guess I won't have the electricity because of the EMP, but I'll have a generator and I will plug it in. And yeah. because I have all of this physical media, I'll be the only one on the block that still has entertainment. And y'all will be so jealous. That's true. But a uh, big proponent of physical media. And as a big proponent of physical media, I always find it disappointing when big studio releases uh, don't. They, they didn't put much care into, say, the supplemental package on their discs the way that used to be a big selling point for physical media. Yeah. So that is why I love, love, love uh, labels like the Criterion Collection, like Shout Factory, and like Arrow Video. And I had been familiar with Arrow uh, by, by name, by reputation, but I just recently made my first physical Arrow uh, home media purchase. And it was a, it's a movie called The Grand Duel from uh, 1972 it's a spaghetti western directed by Giancarlo Santi who was Sergio Leone's assistant director on The Good the Bad and the Ugly and Once Upon a Time in the West uh it's a movie that I really really enjoy it's got a, an awesome score by Luis Bacalov somebody else is credited on the movie but it's pretty much widely known and accepted that Luis Bacalov did the music which is great uh Tarantino lifted some of the music for uh the anime sequence in Kill Bill Volume 1 okay um, the music that plays uh when um spoilers for kill bill volume one when uh the yakuza bosses murder oren ishii's family mm -hmm. that piece of score uh is louis bakalov's music from the grand duel also known as the big showdown if you're watching the english language version okay uh but great movie but, but what i really want to highlight is the care and the effort that went into the home media presentation it feels like uh, in terms of what they did with this particular release and from the sound of it what they what they tend to do with their releases it feels a little bit like in terms of uh, in terms of the way they package the whole thing somewhere between what shout factory does and what criterion does uh in terms of uh, quality of bonus features in terms of quantity of bonus features in terms of overall package design like they do they have the reversible artwork like shout factory releases have it is increasingly a rarity that catalog titles especially older movies movies that might be a little bit more obscure certainly uh as far as american audiences are concerned it's rarer and rarer that they get this kind of treatment and it's always, for me, as somebody who really loves movies and laments, A, the increasingly rapid death of physical media and also the, the lack of care that often goes into big releases, it, it's a joy. It literally, it feels like an oasis in my, in my week, in my month, when I get to grab a physical copy of a movie that I really enjoy and see that the people who are asking for my money in exchange really care enough about the movie to add all of that additional value, all of that additional information. And if you really want to go deep into the movie itself, you can without having to sift through and rely on Wikipedia and, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's the big uh, thing for me recently. I've, I've been watching a ton of stuff, but that's the one that really sticks out. And I wanted to highlight it because a, I think it's a super cool movie that not a lot of people talk about. Uh, B, I think Arrow is a super cool company now. I'm, a, I'm already one purchase. I am a fan, and I want to highlight them because they clearly give a shit 
um, and uh, Lee Van Cleef rules. <laughs> nice. Um, that's a, that's interesting because I was just talking about how uh, I wish that Netflix would include like special features or bonus material, or yes. anything of that Criterion sort. Criterion Channel does that, and it's yeah. awesome. Well, yeah. Like I feel like everyone but them has something like extra because um, I know that it's a rule for iTunes specifically that whatever is released electronically for them has to match whatever is on the the DVD or Blu-ray. Right. Like it's a, it's a standard. And that's why you get like the iTunes extras and stuff. Exactly. Um, so I wish that was something that like we would get from Netflix. They did. Didn't they do, I think for the first season of house of cards, didn't they do commentaries that you could watch as a separate audio track on Netflix? Maybe Uh, that sounds, somebody will tell me if that never happened, but, uh, (laughs) it, it, yeah, I remember that happening whether it happened or not, I remember it happening and wondering why that wasn't something they continued to do. Right. Um, well, time will tell. I mean, they're going to, there's, they're, they're under attack now by all these different streaming platforms. So maybe they're going to have to step it up. I'm assuming like Disney plus will end up having some, some supplemental stuff as well. Oh, gosh, darn better. Like Mickey Mouse himself better come out and introduce every movie. Yeah. Like you started and he's like, ha ha, it's time to watch your Marvel show. Ha ha. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Just yep. like and that. It's, it's Tari J's Mickey Mouse. <laughs> and they better Hire do me. that. Yeah, they better do that or that company may not survive. That's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> um, so for me, uh, I've been watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine lately. I've been catching up. Like I, I started like watching. That show. It's very good. Um, I started watching around the first season. Like I was catching up on Hulu. And then I was watching so many other things that I lost track of it for many, many years. And then recently, I think in the last four months, um, I had started having it in the background. And then I caught up to where I left off. And I was like, this show is so funny. Yeah. It's so good. And so uh, I've just been binge watching it. I'm on season four now. Uh, so much has happened. The 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 squad is so well put together. Um, I love how everyone really has a role in there and everyone is so committed to their characters. Um, but it also, the writers allow the characters to show traits that aren't just within the realm of what you've seen. So like there's a character named Rosa who is like, very intimidating but like there's a moment when you get to her apartment and it's really like well put together and everyone's like who are you she's like yeah you know i just have a thing full of lemons to for a splash of color and you're like well but, but that doesn't fit my perception of you and it's it's really great the way that they do that um All they right. let these characters like grow organically and they give you little information uh, over time to keep broadening your perception of them all right. Um, but also, it's super funny. Um, the the dynamics they find they find ways to put characters together that uh, you wouldn't really see bouncing off of one another, or characters that are fairly similar enough to where like you get these really fun samey scenes. It's like in in improv where you either have two characters that are diametrically opposed or you have two characters that are so in agreement that it just heightens the the hilarity. Um, And I feel like they do a really good job of giving us that. Um, Guys, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is amazing. It's all on Hulu. I guess it's also, uh, most of it is on Netflix. I think they're in their last season. 
Um, I don't know. That's right. Who picked them? Because they got canceled. Who picked them up again? I remember this was a big deal at the time, and now I forget all of the details. Yeah. I know it's an NBC show. That's all I really know. So does NBC have it now? Did it come from Fox, maybe? I don't know anything about it. Somebody does. Someone does. Someone does. I I am not that person. Yeah. I mean, I think that... I feel like it's always been on... Maybe NBC just re... Like once they canceled it, they were like, we're uncanceling it. I thought someone um, else, someone else swooped in and saved the day for everybody. I don't know. Guys, uh, if you know, uh, please hit us up on our social media. You know what it is. Missing Outcast, M-I-S-S-I-N-G-O-U-T-C-A-S-T. Um, I, I know that it at some point had to be on the same network as New Girl because for some reason they did a one scene crossover. Interesting. Yes. I uh, I have to admit to my great shame, I have never seen an episode of either of those shows. So that crossover would go entirely over my head. Um, I mean, they do a good job of calling it out pretty pretty well. Um, like she yells, it's a crossover. I mean, the car that I'm in is a crossover. It's cute. Um, it's a good joke. You should watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Uh, based on everything I know about it, I feel like it it is a show I would enjoy. Yes. And it'll go on the infinite list of shows that I might enjoy (laughs) that I may or may not get to one day. Right. And I think that the thing that both of those shows have in common is that it took them a little bit to really figure out their dynamics. But once they did, and once they locked into who all the characters are, it really flourished and allowed the actors portraying those characters to uh, kind of play around a little bit. And then there's a, like a, a, it, like a ad libbed sense to it, but also like everything is very well crafted. Right. I know uh, New Girl was was credited at least in part with giving people a more evolved take on Megan Fox too. Like I feel like that was right around when uh, the conversation, like the maybe we as a culture were a little mean to Megan Fox conversation began. Oh yeah, because she took over for Zoe Deschanel for a little while, right? Yeah, and people were like, oh, uh, she's quite funny and likable, and maybe we were dicks. Yeah. I mean, we definitely were. Yeah. I mean, I th- feel like we're always dicks to, to people. Um, you know, remember <laughs> Christian Stewart? And now, like, everyone at one point was like, yo, Christian Stewart can't act. She's stupid. And then now everyone's like, yo, you seen her in her indie shit? She's so good. Same with Robert Pattinson. And they're like, oh, he's dumb. Oh, boy, you see him be a dumb, dumb vampire guy. And then now we're like, fuck, he's so good. He's going to be my Batman. That's, it's interesting that you you bring that up because the two of them really do have very similar career trajectories, right? right. Like they both took a bunch of shit for being in Twilight. Then they both went on to really interesting and really impressive indie careers and now are both coming back around to giant franchisey things yeah it's like she's in uh kristen stewart's and charlie's angels oh yeah i forgot about that it's coming up fairly soon as of this recording yes I'm, I'm very excited for it i am intrigued at at minimum like my <laughs> that's my baseline for this thing is intrigued so the scale is intrigued to excited okay and i fluctuate because i don't i don't know enough about the project <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm excited for it. Like, I like, uh, I, I don't know how other people felt about the two, the early two thousands, uh, Charlie's angels with like Cameron Diaz. Uh, we'll Lucy go to Liu bat for the first Charlie's angels. Cause it's also, it's got the three of them and it's fun and it's got, uh, Bill Murray in it. It's got Sam Rockwell. I get all, I can, I can 
thumb up that one. Right. So I don't, I, assume, li- I don't like that phrasing. That was uncomfortable. You're going to put your thumb in that one? I don't want to do that. Put your thumb up and spin it. We'll fix this in post. Okay. We won't. Just dub, just dub me over. Okay. Give me, give me some lines that we can dub over. These sure are good plantains. Yep. That was good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. You can really put your finger on them. Anyway. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that as well. Um, but yeah, so, um, everyone, everyone out there, if you haven't watched Brooklyn nine, nine, it's great. Um, and you should, I assume that it used to be on Fox maybe, and is now that on sounds NBC. Right. If it, cause I think new girl was on Fox. Got um, it. don't look it up. We don't have time for that. Um, all right. Well, that's what I'm into. That's what Lex is into. So, yeah. what are you into? Let us know. Uh, you can tell us on our social media, which is Missing Outcast, M-I-S-S-I-N-G-O-U-T-C-A-S-T. Uh, but you can also hit us up on our personal social medias. Lex, where can people find you? I'm on Twitter and Instagram at TheLexMichael. Awesome. You can find me at Tari J, T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. Um, so, tomorrow... Uh, we will not be having a full show um, due to some schedule madness. And I don't know if you've been paying attention to my uh, social media, but I've been on vacation a lot. So it's true. We, uh, we we won't be having a regular show next week or this week, but we will be back next week. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, until then, you know, keep 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 track of us on social media. Tell us what you think. You can do so on any of your podcast platforms. Podcast platforms. Stitcher, iTunes, uh, Google Play Store. Leave us a comment. Tell us what you think. Leave us a rating. Help us get to the top of the charts, baby. Um, all right. We will see you next week. Have a wonderful day. I will. Thank you. How, <laughs> how nice. Look at these well wishes. Look at them wishing me well. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Gotta, gotta, gotta start your Monday off right. Bye. You get it.